Welcome to Cybility Savvy, the show that demystifies cybersecurity for not-for-profit boards and leaders. I'm your host, Michaela Leavorg, founder of Cybility Consulting. Today, I'm going to shed some light on what cybersecurity is and why it's important for not-for-profit organisations. Quite often I'll hear, cybersecurity, why would we need cybersecurity? You know, we're a not-for-profit organisation working for the good of society. Who would actually want to hack us anyway? We're a charity. We don't have lots of money. Um, We might not be dealing with sensitive data, depending on the type of charity you are. There's lots of variations on these. And I've heard them so many times that I decided to actually let's start this podcast as another way to help you build customer trust and protect your organisations. So back to basics. What is cybersecurity? Fundamentally, it's about the protection of devices, services and interconnected networks and obviously the information on them, that's what we value, from an attack, whether it's like theft or damage by some sort of digital electronic means. Generally speaking, we also think of it as being connected to the internet. There is a difference between information security and cyber security. Information security is wider than cybersecurity in that it's looking at information in all its forms. So that might include on paper, a photograph in an album, microfiche, lots of other things other than just digital systems. Cybersecurity is very much focused on those digital systems. And as I mentioned earlier, typically connected to the internet. So think about all these smart gadgets and things. So coming back to the other question uh, around, you know, why do hackers target charities? That's something that I get asked quite a bit. And it's not necessarily that they're actually targeting a charity. Some do, and I'll give you an example of one in a moment. But generally speaking, charities and other not-for-profit organisations end up as collateral damage because it's so easy when attackers are on the internet that they can send their attack out to people all over the world and just see what happens, see who bites. WannaCry is a good example of how it wasn't really targeted at the NHS, but they were involved in the fallout, unfortunately. The other thing I'd like to just cover off for you in terms of sort of basics 101 is about the goals of cybersecurity, well, information security. We have something called the CIA triad, and that's referring to confidentiality, which I imagine most of you associate with the security anyway, about you know, keeping things protected and to the only people who should have access to them. But also there's integrity. Now, this isn't about the integrity of the person, but integrity of the data. Is it accurate? Has it been changed by somebody who shouldn't have been able to change it? You know, think about, say, healthcare organisations where you might have um, infusion pumps. And if something was changed there, that could actually have a real physical harm impact on somebody. Then the other big one is availability. Now, generally speaking, most people forget about this being part of security, but making sure that your systems are actually up and available at the time that you need them is absolutely fundamental part of security. And many of you, especially the large organisations, will have your own IT departments who very much focus on, you know, the uptime of their systems. 
So when I think about the people who might attack um, an organisation, and let's just think for a moment about the people externally, what harm can they actually do to an organisation? There's quite a few examples. And uh, I remember there was one where um, at the British Pregnancy Advisory Service, they were hacked uh, by a 27-year-old who was anti-abortion. So he's what we class as a hacktivist. And unfortunately, um, they were actually fined £200,000 by the Information Commissioner's Office because it was deemed that they hadn't protected the information well enough. Now, it's a bit difficult because certainly as a charity, you might also think, well, they're the victim, they're the victim here. Um, but the rules are as they are. And in this case, uh, the ICA felt that they could have done more. So think about it. Are you doing enough? What is enough? That's something we can come on to in another podcast episode. And, uh, there's a nice example of, well, not nice, it was rather awful, actually. Some cyber criminals um, did actually target a charity, a hospice up north, and they used a combination of attacks, uh, both phishing via email and then speaking on the phone. And they managed to steal £500,000 from that charity. So money is one of the huge motivators. And when you work so hard to fundraise that money, uh, it's particularly, particularly painful. And then the other um, one, there are lots of different types of attackers, by the way. I'm just picking some out for you uh, as examples. Nation states. So everyone always talks about there's this cyber war going on in the background. And there is. And certainly throughout the pandemic, you'll probably have noticed on the news uh, some stories around nation states trying to steal intellectual property uh, from universities and big pharma, for example. So there are lots of motivations for all this and lots of reasons why not-for-profit organisations might get caught up in it and need to do something to protect their cybersecurity. Now, it's impossible to protect your organisation 100%. Anyone who tells you they can is lying. Uh, don't buy those products where they say you can. It's not true. What you can do is make yourself a harder target than the next organisation. Now, smaller organisations actually have an advantage here because you probably have fewer systems, fewer people, and a lot less complexity than the large organisations, which means it's easier for you to secure them. As a leader, I think the most important thing that you can do to protect your organisation is to set that right tone from the top and lead by example. So um, a couple of things that you might want to do. Be vocal about that vital role that information and cybersecurity play in creating more resilient organisations. Praise your people when you catch them doing the right thing, whether it's clearing a desk or reporting a phishing email that manages to prevent an attack, for example. Remind everyone that cybersecurity is a shared responsibility. And that's never more so important than in this post-pandemic world where people are working from home remotely and also that hybrid going in and out of the office. So, you know, if for those organisations that do have a security team, 
the security team can't be there in people's homes. People need to be their own security teams. That's a really important thing that you can help promote that message. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. If you found this useful, please subscribe and share on Twitter and LinkedIn. I would also appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and leave a review. You can contribute to future episodes by visiting our website to share your cybersecurity concerns and questions. The link is in the description. This show was written and produced by me, Michaela Leavorg, and co-produced and edited by Anna Garner. Music by CFO Garner. I hope you join us next time. Bye.